You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au. Today, God really laid on my heart a message around hospitality. And, you know, we're in lockdown now and you might be thinking, well, that's a pretty weird message to be bringing when we can't actually do much hospitality. We can't have people in our homes and that sort of thing. But, you know, I'm sure you'd agree when when God leads you to do something, you just do it no matter what. And so that's what I'm doing today. I'm wondering if you can think of a time where you've just been completely at ease in the presence of other people. Maybe a time when you've really enjoyed just spending moments of intimacy, moments of fun, moments with laughter, with genuine caring and warm people. Chances are, chances are, I I would say that those moments that you're thinking of right now involved one or more forms of hospitality. Perhaps you were enjoying some delectable mains, some delightful drinks, perhaps some decadent desserts, Uh, followed by, of course, delicious coffee and maybe some tea, if that's more your thing. Perhaps all these things were experienced. Maybe you had a weekend away in an Airbnb with some close friends, or maybe you had uh, some time away in the city in a hotel. Whatever it is, there's something about hospitality, isn't there, where we can have those moments of just enjoying the company of other people around food and with a roof over our heads. Now, I want to suggest that all of these moments, maybe you found this to be true as well, they can be really powerful moments. They can, even at just the right time in our lives, they can even be life-changing moments and moments that bring us a great sense of joy and comfort. Hospitality, generally speaking, is something that is enjoyed by people of all ages and stages, even those of us who are the most introverted, I'm sure you'd agree, we are happy with moments of hospitality as long as they're small, short moments where you can still get plenty of time to yourself. But in all seriousness, we all are relational people and we need and benefit from hospitality, human connection on a deep level. And today what I want to encourage us in is basically that whilst hospitality, the hospitality that our region is known for, the hospitality that we can enjoy with other people and we benefit from, it's not a uniquely Christian thing. What I want to suggest today is that hospitality Christian hospitality is far and above the most supreme form of hospitality that we could ever experience and we could ever offer to other people as well. You know, when offered in the fullness of how God intended it to be offered, Christian hospitality is hands down the greatest thing that we could offer anyone at all. Now, you might be thinking, you might be an atheist or a seeker listening to this and like, that's rubbish. Like, what, make, what, means Christian, what makes Christians think they've got the monopoly on hospitality? Well, be patient with me this morning because I believe that as you hear some truths about God's heart, 
that we can read about in his Bible, we will discover just why Christian hospitality is truly the greatest thing that any of us could offer and any of us could experience as well. So let's pray as we open God's word together this morning. Lord Jesus, we just want to honour you. We want to celebrate you. We want to thank you for the wonder of hospitality, the wonder of being close with other people, the wonder of having fun with other people, the wonder of opening up our homes or creating space in our calendar, even just to have our lunch with another person. Whatever it is, God, we thank you for these things. And Lord, we thank you that hospitality is at its core a a Christian thing that we will see as we explore scripture today that your heart is one of hospitality. And further than that, we ourselves, if we're in Christ, if we've been saved by grace through faith in Jesus, we've experienced hospitality like no other. So God, today we pray you would speak powerfully to us and bring heart revelation, Lord, that would not just make us feel good, but would prompt us to offer the same sort of hospitality that we've experienced to all those around us. And we pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. You know, when many of us think of this word hospitality, we immediately think, well, if you live in the Arrow Valley, you think of our whole region, don't you? You think of fancy wineries, you think of beautiful wines, you think of accommodation places like the RACV Country Club, you think of beautiful cafes like Sister Mary Louise, if you haven't checked that out in Hillsville, you should go and check that out, who make just beautiful, simple dishes that are very, very, very good. And that's true because all those things are different expressions of hospitalities. Maybe another aspect of hospitality is we think of hospitals because if you kind of put it two and two together, it's like, oh yeah, hospital, hospitality. There's a bit of a connection there. People caring um, for us and that sort of thing. You know, holistic medical care, not just, not just the, the nuts and bolts of a diagnosis, but a roof over our head, some kind of comfy bed. I know many of you who've been, spent a little bit of time in hospital would, would challenge that and we'll go with that. But in some way or another, we experience a form of hospitality when we go to hospitals too. We've got a roof over our heads. We've got a, a bed of sorts. We've got meals provided for us and care provided for us too. Holistic care, not just medical care. You know, Merriam-Webster's dictionary defines hospital, hospitality as being this, generous and friendly treatment of visitors and guests or hospitable treatment. I think you'd see why that's pretty applicable in both uh, hospitality for food and wine and things like that, as well as with hospitals as well. I like how the Oxford languages sort of takes it a step further and, and actually takes it a step closer to what biblical hospitality is, an aspect of biblical hospitality as well. Here's how the Oxford languages define hospitality. The friendly and generous reception and entertainment of guests, visitors, or strangers. The reception and entertainment of guests, visitors, and strangers. In the ESV translation of the New Testament, the word hospitality is found four times. 
And it's used in, in two key ways. It's used to talk about the kind of care and concern and loving community that sisters and brothers in Christ are called to offer one another. And it's also used in terms of showing hospitality to people we don't know, as the Bible calls them, strangers. God calls us as followers of Jesus to offer hospitality to people we know and also to people that we don't know, strangers. Let's just take a quick look through these four key passages together now. Paul in Romans chapter 12, he's writing in this chapter about the marks of a true Christian, what a true Christian looks like. And he highlights one of the key markers of a true Christian, an authentic, Jesus-honoring, God-loving, spirit-filled Christian as being hospitality is something that they will exhibit. He says this, Romans 12, 13, contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. And as I was doing a bit of research, I discovered that this word hospitality in this context, seek to show hospitality, a more literal translation of the original text is actually to pursue hospitality. So it's like a continual heart to be active in looking for ways that I can be hospitable to other people. That's pretty cool, isn't it? And then Paul, in writing to Timothy, in 1 Timothy 5, 9 to 10, he encourages the church to honour and care for widows who have, verse 9, been the wife of one husband and having a reputation for good works, if she has brought up children, has shown hospitality, has washed the feet of the saints, has cared for the afflicted, and has devoted herself to every good work. Again, has shown hospitality. Then the third one, Peter, in 1 Peter 4, 8 to 9, he kind of sums up this passage about all of us being good stewards of God's grace. That's what that whole chapter is all about. How can we be good stewards of God's grace? And he sums it up by encouraging us to, verse 8, keep on loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Verse 9, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. And then Paul in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2, he makes this if we really think about it, it's a pretty remarkable statement about showing hospitality. Paul says, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Can you imagine that? You've kind of met someone, you invite them to come, instead of sitting all alone at the cafe, you invite them to come over and share their coffee or their meal with you. And then by doing so, you've actually had a divine encounter with an angel and, and shown hospitality to a, a divine creature. That is pretty out there, but that's pretty cool. I reckon, I reckon that would be a great thing, wouldn't it? Tick off your bucket list, having lunch with an angel. You know, one thing's clear from all these passages, though. One thing is perfectly clear. Showing hospitality is not just an optional thing for us to do 
as Christians if we enjoy showing hospitality to other people, you know? It's not like something that we can kind of go, oh, that's good for some because they're really gifted. They've got a gift of hospitality. They're so good at that. They love people, but I'm, I just don't love people and I don't really want to spend time with people. No, we see here from Scripture that it is a, not really an optional thing for us, but it's actually a key marker of authenticity. A key marker of growth in the Christian will be that they have a heart to be hospitable and show hospitality to others. So you might be thinking, well, yeah, that's great, but what, what makes Christian hospitality different than that of my Muslim neighbour who's so kind and has invited me over for dinner many times before? Or what about the loving care that Laura and I, we can, we can attest to this, have been shown by many either agnostic or atheist Neighbours over the years who've beautifully welcomed us into their home time and time again. How is Christian hospitality anything above and beyond those beautiful expressions? Well, I would suggest that there's the one thing sets Christian hospitality above and beyond all others. And it's this, it's the foundation. It's the foundation for our hospitality. Let's head back now to the Old Testament. And I want to I point us to a key passage about hospitality. And in particular, this is a passage that talks about showing hospitality toward strangers. In Leviticus, which I'm sure we're all familiar with, it's on our, our daily reading list, I'm sure. But in Leviticus chapter 19, verses 33 to 34, this is a passage that where God's sharing his heart of ways for people to love him well and love others well. And God gives this key command. Verse 33, When a stranger sojourns with you in your land, you shall not do him wrong. You shall treat the stranger who sojourns with you as the native among you, and you shall love him as yourself. For you, and get this, don't miss this, For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So what is God saying here? God's saying a lot of things here. Obviously, you could could unpack all of this for some time. I won't do that this morning. But what should be the very motivation for us in offering hospitality to others? God himself. I am the Lord your God. Now, We kind of read these kind of passages at times and we go, well, yeah, that's that's good. I mean, yes, you are God. You are the Lord, our God. I know that to be true. But for the people that Moses was sharing these truths with, the Israelites, these words would have resonated with them straight away. The words that they would have heard come out of Moses' mouth were kind of written on their hearts. They were constantly on their lips. They were seared in their minds. They would have, as soon as Moses had said these words, have finished the scripture, you know, in their their minds because the very first commandment in Exodus 20 and verse 2, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. 
That's a, that's a pretty cool link, isn't it? You know, God reminds his followers then that they should show hospitality to others simply because when they themselves were strangers in the land of Egypt, God showed them extravagant hospitality in welcoming them in, in caring for them while they were in the desert, while they were lost. And this theme or foundation is continued through the New Testament as well. You know, we weren't physically strangers, so to speak. We weren't standing there in the land of Egypt. But as Ephesians chapter 2 says, we were once spiritually strangers. We were spiritual strangers. We were alienated from God. And this passage actually says that we were completely without hope. Ephesians chapter 2, 11 to 12. Therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. And while we were strangers, how did God treat us? With radical, hospitable grace. God treated us while we were strangers with radical, hospitable grace. Ephesians 2, verse 13 and 19. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. You are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Man, I love that passage. Listen, listen to me now, friends. We were shown incredible hospitality by God. We were shown incredible hospitality when Jesus chose to give up the comfort and the security of life in heaven with his Father and Holy Spirit and chose to enter down to our broken world for our sake. Jesus entered our broken, our sin-ravaged world, a world which proved to be far from hospitable to him, to sacrifice himself for our sins, to die in our place, and get this, that we would never, ever have to experience the hostility and the alienation that he experienced on earth. But we could enjoy hospitality in all its fullness, in all its fullness, in relationship with God our Father. John Piper, a pastor from the US, he says it this way, the ultimate act of hospitality was when Jesus Christ died for sinners to make everyone who believes a member of the household of God. We are no longer strangers and sojourners. We have come home to God. Everybody who trusts in Jesus 
finds a home in God. This is the wonder of the gospel. This is the good news of grace through Jesus Christ. All of us who have trusted in Jesus' sacrifice on the cross have found a home with God. All of us who have placed our faith in Jesus are home now and for all eternity. In his family, Scripture says, in this life and his children forevermore in eternity in the one to come. We have been shown and experienced the benefits of this beautiful hospitality now, today, thanks to Jesus Christ. Logan Murphy, a writer at Unlocking the Bible, he explains really well some of these some of these expressions of hospitality that we have been shown and can enjoy as Christians. He says this, We have good reason to respond in gratitude, and don't we have good reason? Jesus gave himself as living water to quench our spiritual thirst. He gives us his church as our temporary spiritual lodging on earth and heaven as our eternal home. Those who were not God's chosen people, Gentiles, anyone like us who were not from the Israel nation of Israel, have been welcomed into the family of God by Christ. And this is why we are called to welcome and live in harmony with one another. You know, these are just some of the many ways that we have been shown radical hospitality by our beautiful and generous Father God. If you're with us today and, and you're kind of seeking, you're, you're looking for spiritual truth, and you know, you're probably on a journey of, of kind of testing the waters in a whole range of different things, can I encourage you today? This is what God would have you know today. This that I'm talking about right now, this expression of hospitality, this can be your lived experience too, through faith in Jesus Christ. You know, if you turn to Jesus today, if you turn to Jesus and you humble yourself before him, right now, today, you can be welcomed into his family. You can experience the fullness of hospitality that can be enjoyed in this life in relationship with God. And also, you can be assured as that writer said before, that one day your long-time home will be the lodging place in one of the rooms that Jesus has gone to prepare for you up in heaven. You can be sure that you will have a room right there in heaven for you to enjoy for all eternity too. That can be your experience right now, this moment. And all it takes, all it takes is a heart that wants to reach out to God, humility to recognize your need for Jesus as we sang about this morning and turn to the one who is the only one who will ever be perfectly hospitable in every way and desires to show that perfect hospitality to you right now in this life and also forevermore in the one to come. If you're seeking spiritual truth today, can I encourage you? 
turn to Jesus today and find the one true God. Now, I'm sure most of us listening to this have probably kind of put the dots together through what I've shared so far. And maybe in your heart, in your, in your mind as well, you're kind of going, well, yeah, I see it. I know what it is. Or maybe what it should be that should be the very thing that compels me to share hospitality with other people. Like with any other commands that Jesus gives, any other commands that are ours to follow for our good in Scripture, it's not a sense of duty that leads us to obey this command and be hospitable, but it's actually a sense of gratitude to God for the hospitality that he's shown us um, and how hospitable he's been to us in sending and blessing us with his son. That's what it is. It's not a sense of duty that leads us to be hospitable, but a sense of gratitude that God has shown us remarkable hospitality. And that, that, that deep heartfelt revelation is what it is that compels us and causes us to offer genuine hospitality to other people. And I'm sure you'd agree, like this perspective, if we get it at our heart, deep heart level, this can change everything for us. Because when we don't feel like being hospitable to others, I'm sure I'm not the only one who has moments where I'm just like, nah, don't want to spend time with other people, just want to be in my own space. And it's not bad having moments like that, but if that's a persistent kind of thing in your life where you feel like you're kind of starting to become a bit of a recluse and, and not necessarily offering the hospitality that, that, you know, Jesus would want you to, but also that, you know, deep down you'd benefit from too, from enjoying. When we don't feel like being hospitable and maybe we start to find ourselves grumbling even at the thought, like um, Paul, you know, encourages us to not grumble in 1 Peter 4, 8 to 9. Here's what we can do. We can remember that whilst we were still sinners, Christ died for the ungodly, me, and showed me incredible hospitality that I didn't deserve. And that's Romans 5, 8. You know, we can remember that. We can go, that's right. Like God showed me hospitality that I didn't deserve and I'm captured by that, God. I'm, I'm in awe of who you are and what you've done. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose to step out and offer and welcome hospitality to other people. When we're tempted to shy away from opening up our homes to other people in non-lockdown times, of course, a few families in New South Wales, maybe $30,000 lighter in the pocket because of their family gathering, but, you know, when we're tempted to shy away from opening our homes or maybe it is even just choosing, not choosing to sort of set aside a little bit of time in our diaries to have lunch with someone else or even call someone else and show hospitality in that way, we can remember that Jesus, our awesome God, he regularly sacrificed his own wants, his own needs, his own desires and ultimately, he sacrificed his very life 
He actively pursued hospitality with other people through his earthly ministry in order to bless them, in order to see them loved, to see them valued and discover a greater sense of freedom in relationship with him. That's something good that we can remember too. And perhaps maybe for you, like it might be a stranger thing. It's like, well, I don't mind having an angel having lunch with an angel, but other people, strangers, yeah, stranger danger. You remember that? You would have known that growing up, Joel. Strangers, not so sure about that. Well, maybe when we meet strangers and we kind of start to feel ourselves wanting to just hide away or or not go too deep or not get too close or something like that, or even resisting the urge to go across the room and and shake the hand in a non-COVID time. Are we ever going to go back to shaking hands again, having cuddles? I don't think so. don't know. It'd be so weird. Anyway, but when we resist that urge to go across the room and invite them to come across and have lunch with us or make a time to go have a coffee, like Paul encourages us to do in Hebrews 13.2, have that sort of meaningful catch-up with people, we can remember that we were once strangers too. And our lives were transformed. Our lives truly came alive when God showed us generous hospitality in inviting us into his family, into his home. Can you just take a moment, wherever you are listening to this right now, to just imagine with me for a moment. Let's allow Holy Spirit to really take our imaginations for a moment. What what do you think it would look like if we were to all, with our different friendship circles, our different family situations, our different networks in which we regularly interact, our different shops in which we shop, the different people that we come into contact with, what do you think it would look like if we were to offer biblical hospitality to all the people that we come into contact with and all the people that God calls us to as we come into contact with them? What would it look like if we were to offer that kind of hospitality to people as led by God? What would God do in us? What would God do in us, in our hearts? But I want to suggest, more importantly, what might God do in the hearts of other people, maybe in the hearts of other people who are far from him, if you were to reach out as a Christian in love, create some space, welcome people into your home when you can, make time to just spend time with people, what do you think God might do in people's lives and in their hearts if you were to do that regularly, if we were to all do that as a church community? Rosaria Butterfield She writes a book called The Gospel Comes with a House Key. She nails it, I think, when she suggests this. She says, Practicing biblical hospitality is an untouched resource for bringing the gospel upstream in our polarized post-Christian world. I think that's so true. I think that is so true. There really are not too many more powerful ways to speak the gospel, to, to declare the wonder of who God is, of how good Jesus is by offering 
up our lives and our homes and our times with people to offer true hospitality to them. And this is the good thing. We will do that. We will offer that kind of biblical hospitality to others if our hearts have been gripped by the reality of the gospel too. That we were strangers, but now we're not because of Jesus. That we were that we were completely alienated from God, but now we're not because we're in God's family through the blood of Jesus Christ. Wherever you are today, let me ask you this. Will you take up God's invitation and be hospitable to others like he has been hospitable to you? Wherever we are, wherever we're at when it comes to hospitality. Hospitality is God's heart. Hospitality is a reflection of God himself. And hospitality is a marker of authentic Christians. And so I'm going to pray that God would capture our hearts with biblical hospitality so that we can continue to grow individually, corporately, and better offer the kind of hospitality that honours God but also is an avenue for people to experience the gospel, to encounter the love of Jesus as well. So let's pray together right now. Lord Jesus, we are just in awe of the hospitality that you have shown to us. We thank you, God, that you are a hospitable God. You are a God who made a way for those who are far off to come near through your Son. You are the God who made a way for your son to open up rooms in heaven for us to come and eternally dwell if we place our faith in Jesus Christ. And we are just in awe of that, God. We are in awe of the good news of the gospel that says that while we were yet sinners, you died for us. And when you died for us, you showed hospitality to us and welcomed us close to the Father again. And we just give you glory, God. We give you honour, Jesus. And we pray, Lord, that as we, as we hear this, Lord, that we would not just hear it in our minds and go, yes, that's true, but we would feel it in our hearts and go, this has broken me and I want to grow in this, God. I want to grow a deeper heart, a deeper love for people a deeper passion to be strategic with my time, even if I could only set aside half an hour a week to maybe have lunch with someone or have a coffee with someone. God, stir me to do that because, Lord, I want to be used by you. I want to live intentionally for you. I want to see people come to know you and I see now, I see afresh. I've been reminded this morning about how how good a way Christian hospitality is, such a great avenue for extending the gospel and the good news to other people. So Lord, do a work in us. Take us deeper in this, Lord. And Lord, we pray as individuals, yes, we pray this. But Lord, we also pray this as our church community as well, Lord. Help us to continue to grow as a hospitable people, as a people of welcome, as a people who see new 
faces and don't just sort of talk to them and say, oh, that's lovely, but extend an invitation of like, oh, we're going out here for lunch. Would you like to join us? God, give us your heart for seeing people connected in and loved and cared for and enjoy all the fullness of the wonders of the hospitality that you've offered us as we extend it to others. So God, thank you again. Thank you again that you, while we were strangers, while we were spiritual orphans, you welcomed us in. You gave us, you've put a roof over our heads. You've brought us into a beautiful family with relationship with others. And you, Jesus, are ultimately the one who satisfies our spiritual longings, our spiritual thirst. And so we thank you for that, Jesus. We thank you for the wonderful hospitality that is ours because you came. Have your way in us, we pray, Lord God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.